Please stand for the reading of God's Word. During the Advent season, we have been preaching through the O antiphons, which make up the seven prayers of the great hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Tonight, I will be focusing on the name Emmanuel, looking primarily through this narrative through the eyes of Christ's earthly father, Joseph. I'll begin in Isaiah 7, 14, the prophecy. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. From Matthew 1, 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. I don't think Joseph felt like all was well. We have the advantage of seeing things that have taken place already, as Matthew gives us the account. We know more than Joseph knew when this news hits him. It's very, very different. I want you to try to put yourself in his position. Earlier this week, I met with a couple who told me about their engagement and that they will be getting married here in this church in one year. What their year is going to be like is very different than what things would have been like back in this time period. Joseph and Mary were betrothed, and what that meant was they were in a legal covenant already. For a year, roughly, they would not spend time together in isolation. Other people would always be with them. In order for that covenant to be broken, one of the parties would have to file for a divorce. When Joseph learns that his wife, the one he's betrothed to, is with child, you and I move quickly beyond to the reality of what we know is inside her or who is inside her. But he didn't know that. Whether this is your first time ever to a Christmas Eve service or you cannot remember missing one, 
there's always more for us to see. There's always more for us to understand. And tonight, my prayer is that everybody who's here and everyone who is worshiping with us at different parts all over the world watching online, that they, that we would know it is truly well with our soul because of who we are in him. We can relate to Joseph in many ways. One of the ways we can relate to him is the idea that when we go through certain experiences in life, there's moments where we just simply need to know the presence of God and the promises of God. I want to show you just for a few minutes what the Word of God says about who Joseph was. Look with me at the text. We're told that Joseph was a just man. Look with me at verse 19. And her husband Joseph, that's Mary's husband, being a just man, that means that he was a righteous man. Now I'm going to give you several words or phrases that are going to have the letter R in it. If that helps you, I'm glad. I'm not trying to do that on purpose, but there's going to be several. First one is he's righteous. And what that means is that Joseph belonged to the covenant family of God. Because of that, he received the blessings of those who belonged to the covenant family of God. And he also desired to do things that would please the Lord. He's like the author of Psalm 119. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. The word that you've given me is sweeter to my taste than honey. This is who Joseph was. He was a righteous man. But when he heard this news, we see that he was considering what he should do. The word tells us he was resolved to divorce her. But how did he come to that conclusion? Well, there's only one of two ways Mary could be pregnant in his mind. Either she was assaulted or she committed adultery. If she committed adultery, she has broken the law. And that is a capital offense. Joseph has affection for the woman that he's betrothed to. He loves this woman. He could not have imagined that this is what would happen to her. Think about what he's wrestling with. Who can I trust? I certainly can't trust her. How can I even trust myself that I would be betrothed to one like her? Think about all the things that might be going on in Joseph's head. Think about the way in which he desperately needs the presence of God. He desperately needs the promises of God. Who does he talk to? We know he's a decisive man. But in this moment, he really is resolved. Look with me at verse 19. Being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, he resolved to divorce her quietly. Understanding the word of God Understanding what would happen to her because of the word of God. Understanding the affection he had for her. Understanding the consequences of what this would mean for his family and her family. For their future, spiritually, financially. All these things are weighing on him. Tonight, many of you are not going to sleep very well. I haven't slept well on a Christmas Eve since I was born. I haven't. As a child, I grew up with so much anticipation. 
And now as a father of five, it's late nights putting things together. Some of you will remember the last time Christmas was on a Sunday, I stood in this pulpit. And it was later then. The service was a little later in the night. And I looked at the congregation and I said, how many of you are working tomorrow? I am. I'll be here. We had a 9.30 service and an 11 o'clock service. And I said, but here's the problem. I have a ping pong table to put together. And I didn't know there were 2,000 screws. And I need help. And I received over 40 texts. Sadly, they came during the sermon. (laughs) From people who said, we're willing to help. And the Irby boys did. Bart Irby and his four sons came to our house about 11.30, stayed till four, and finished the table. All right, that's an awesome story. Well, I know it's cold outside, but I have a trampoline. (laughs) All right, that's not true. My kids are older. We've gotten rid of the trampoline. We all have sleepless nights. And not on nights like this that are just filled with, with anticipation and joy for what tomorrow brings. But sleepless nights when we are considering what we should do. Sleepless nights when we're wondering who we can talk to, who we can trust. Sleepless nights where we desperately need to know the presence of God and the promises of God. We have those nights when our soul is overwhelmed and our mind is overwhelmed and we're trying to figure out what the best thing to do is. That's Joseph. And before he goes to sleep, he's resolved in his mind to divorce her. But then comes restraint. This man who we'll we'll see is very decisive, doesn't move, before he goes to sleep. As he goes to sleep, he's resolved in his mind to do what he thinks is right, to divorce Mary. But then the presence and the promise becomes real. God never has a problem revealing what he wants. An angel comes to Joseph in a dream. And what the angel does is the An angel untangles the knot that Joseph is in. The angel brings the piece to the puzzle that is missing, that gives him the ability to see Mary as he always thought she was, but never imagining that she would be the one carrying the Savior in her womb. Joseph was very, very troubled. He resolved to divorce her. What else could he do? He went to sleep, and there's restraint, and the Spirit of God moves. The angel appears. This Advent season, I feel like I've spent one-on-one time every day with what many consider to be the greatest living theologian, Sinclair Ferguson. He's been in this pulpit several times. His devotional that came out maybe a year ago, The Dawn of Redeeming Grace, has been of deep, deep well for me. And I finished it this morning, day 24. On day six, this is what he writes about Joseph. 
Joseph needed that something to happen, and it did. The dream angel gave him the missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle, without which he would have been unable to discern the Lord's will. God was untangling the knot that Joseph had tried to loosen in his waking hours. God did so in a way that prevented Joseph from thinking he had worked it out for himself. And in his kindness, God dissolved any fears Joseph might have in wondering whether he was following his own plans and desires with disregard to God's word. The child in Mary's womb was not the fruit of her sin, but of the Holy Spirit. This was the clue Joseph had needed. Now things began to fall into place. He was given light on his situation. As the angel said, he had no need to fear. He was disobeying the Lord by marrying Mary. So no matter what the consequences might be, he would do what the angel said. He did not need any further consideration. Matthew's words wonderfully convey his immediate obedience. He was desperate to hear from the Lord, to know his presence, to hear his promises. He was a righteous man. He resolved to do what was right. He was restrained. Sometimes we have those moments when we feel like we must pause, we must wait. When you have those thoughts, process them with the Lord. In a dramatic way, because this was a dramatic scene. The woman he's betrothed to is carrying the Savior of the world. God knew what he needed. And God knows what you need too. There is nothing you are experiencing, no question you have, no thoughts that keep you up in the middle of the night that God can learn anything about. But there's something about God that is often missed, and that is that God often bruises those that he will use for his glory. Bitter providences are often permitted by God, because in those moments, they take us to the end of ourselves, where then we really are desperate. We really are willing to say, whatever, Lord, you want, whatever is your will. We, like Joseph, are desperate for his presence and desperate for his promises. Joseph would be told that the son inside Mary's womb is to be named Jesus. And then he's told of the fulfillment of the prophecy that they shall call his name Emmanuel. And what does that mean? God's revealed word tells us it means God with us. In the church, 
of Jesus Christ, the true church in which he's the head. Everything that we need, he has given and will give. The greatest need we all have is for our sin to be forgiven, to be covered, to be paid for. And that is why Christ came. He came and he lived the life that we could never live. He died the death we all deserve to die. God with us was placed on a cross and we crucified him. He was raised from the dead. That's why he came, conquering death. And now, after ascending to heaven, he lives to intercede. That means to pray for us. Whatever keeps you up at night, whatever right now is causing you to say, I'm desperate for his presence, I'm desperate for his promises, he gives but he gives only to those who have received him. Do you see that's what happens here? After Joseph hears from the angel, the missing piece is the knot is untangled. He receives that word and responds. No matter what it will cost him, what matters most to him is pleasing his heavenly father. All is well. For some, I fear even tonight here, it's just a sentimental moment that was really beautiful to see a young girl and a woman with beautiful instrumentation use the gifts they've been given. But it's not meant to be just sentimental. It's meant to be another layer in a worship service to beautifully proclaim what's true, that for all who have received Jesus, all is well, now and forever. This side of heaven, that doesn't mean that bitter providences don't exist or that bruising doesn't take place. But what it does mean is the very thing we should fear most, eternal separation from God. For all who've received Christ, that is not your future. Your future is God with us, visible, tangible, real, sight forever but it starts now. In God's providence, you have heard a message tonight that declares what the word of God says about who the angel said this baby is, this baby was. Have you received Jesus as Savior? If so, friend, praise God for opening your eyes. If not, Praise God that you're here to hear this news. And as you hear my closing prayers and this beautiful music, maybe this is the night that the Lord in his providence decided to visit you, to open your eyes, to call you to himself, to show you irresistible grace where you say, 
I must receive this God, this Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, that you may know you have eternal life. Let me pray. Father in heaven, there is so much more to see, so much more to hear, so much more to understand. But the simple truth is we either receive you or we don't. And Father, I pray tonight that all who are here, even if they feel distant from you, that the bruising and the bitter providences of this, this earth, this world, is overwhelming them, that they would know that you have a plan, that you have full love. And I pray that they would hear the compelling gospel of Jesus Christ. Friend, if that is you tonight, simply pray and ask Jesus Christ to save you. Receive him in your heart. Ask him to forgive your sins. And walk away this night for the first time ever being able to say for all eternity, all is well. Lord Jesus, for those who have already received you, press deeply in our hearts the good news of Christ and let us never take it for granted. Even as we hear familiar pieces, let us not be swept into sentimental things and miss the reality that what is being spoken and sung about you is true. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.